Yo, 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 aha, yeah. You have now entered Squared Circle 101. You got your man, the Titalian Stallion, Mr. Pinky Ring Shining, Sonny Ill here. Now, I don't really got much of an intro except that I'm here with my man on Thanksgiving show, and I'm glad that we can celebrate genocide together. My man, Shooter. <laughs> How you doing today, baby? Oh, man, I'm doing wonderful, man. You know it's my favorite holiday. Uh, you know my, my favorite, favorite holiday, too. Man. I'm so glad that we're finally here, and let's get it started. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash squared circle 101 we're on instagram at squared circle 101 or talk a little smack on twitter at talking smack 101 and don't forget to download that app it's available in google play and ios ha. Ha, ha. yeah yeah ah oh, man chin down my friend. you know what you're almost it almost i hear your voice over the original voice of what that beta sampled off of man that's, no, I can't hear that. It's that's a, a, that says a that's lot a classic because album it's a classic, too. yeah. My man. Shindan. Thousand years, man. That's right, sir. Square Circle 101 Thanksgiving episode, man. How, how you feeling today? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going good. out of the norm. Do what you do. Do what you do. Make sure you check out IMRCF. But before we get into that, let's give a little thanks. We'll, go, we'll, we'll start with giving some thanks to IMRCF.com. Do the two-week trial, 14 days. We got people signing up. Yeah. Pretty low. I'm coming. Pretty soon, I mean, you get to knock on the door, and I'm like, you know, we boys, you know, but uh, we're helping you grow. We support them. They support us, and we're just going to get bigger together. That's just how it is. Yeah, you already know what it is, man. I got a quick story, man, and we got a lot to cover in only a little bit at a time. One uh, special shout-out to uh, Carla Cecilia. Um, She performed in... The RCF throwdown uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, she was only yeah rookie. rookie. She's only been in there like literally a month, and then she chose to compete. So mm-hmm. just wanted to say shout out because that's that's probably something I wouldn't even do. But um, Love, also you're welcome. You're welcome for that. But also, so Mario signed up. Your boy Mario. Yeah, my boy Mario. Right. So he signed up. Mario Howard. Yes, Mario Howard, man. So he Fan told this me, show. Shout out to Mario. Yes, yeah, yeah, shout out to Mario. So he came in, running his mouth, man, throwing rocks at the throne. Talking, hey, oh man, my times are gonna be better than yours. Blase, blase. Uh, what did that then, voice? It, yeah, yeah. So he, so he comes in, he runs his mouth, low, sitting there laughing, not just letting himself dig himself, uh-huh. let himself dig himself a hole. So anyway, he goes through his foundation class. He calls me after. He's like, "Yeah, Carbon, I'm, I'm coming for you. I'm gonna channel my times down." I'm like, "Okay." So he did good. I'm glad right? to see him get motivated because I know he's quick. Yeah, yeah. So I go in the next day. Low tells me, "Yo, shoot him, man. You talk to your boy Mario." I said, yeah, he said he, yeah, he said he was going to come to class and he'll start showing off. He said, yeah, he threw up all over the bathroom. And, I, <laughs> hey, and so hey. I call him right after. Just like an alcoholic, that's dedication. <laughs> so I call him right after. I was like, oh, you, you failed to mention that you threw up during warm-ups. <laughs> hey, nah, I'm not gonna laugh because those warm-ups in CrossFit is worse than the workout. Hey, but I couldn't imagine trying hey, to do the workout without the warm-ups. I understand that. I understand that. Don't come at me, man. <laughs> don't come. Don't come at me, man. This is what happens when keeping it real goes wrong. It's, it's one of those things. It's a. Uh, I've honestly never been a part of anything that can be more humbling. That's why I love what they do. It's it's nothing but promoting good health. Good wellness. Mm-hmm. I If you're in Western Washington, do the two week trial. Hey, yo, they got don't locations get scared, don't get Bellevue, scared, Renton, Not everybody Tacoma. throws up. Not everybody throws up. And like it's a workout in a show. I guarantee Shooter will not wear a shirt. And and uh, and the CC twins aren't too bad to look at. At least one of them for sure. <laughs> and then we'll leave it at that. 
now that we're how are we going to continue to win? Because we've had a winning year. So a little bit different on the Thanksgiving episode. I thought I'd uh, thought I'd go a different route. Appreciate you what you have before you regret losing what you had. Ooh, I like that one. So I'm thankful for a lot. I feel like that's like the last line you give to that ex girlfriend before she walks out the door, and you're like, "Look." It's like this. You give that to the ex girl. You give that to the ex girlfriend who's well, trying to leave you. Is most likely I was the one hearing it, <laughs> but you see where the you see where the phrase could fit. Uh, yeah, I see. I see what you were trying to do. Yeah. I see what you were trying to do. Okay, way Got to put you. me on the spot. Good friend. Good friend. <laughs> one more time. All right. Appreciate what you have before you regret losing what you've had. Now that's that's. That's how we learn from our experiences. I've learned more from my mistakes than any grade in my school. It's worth the five-nine line. And, and that's, that's the humbling truth. And as long as you do learn from those mistakes, it's easy not to regret some of those bad decisions. But you can only move forward, baby. That's right, man. That's all we're going to do. Hey, no rearview mirrors. Hey, yesterday's home runs don't win today's games. That's right. Unless you're Bryce Harper and about looking forward to a big old contract. Now, now with Thanksgiving episode, I, I want to give a shout-out thanks to everybody who supports the show. I am RCF. Um, I got my support group, my, my group of degenerate friends that mm-hmm. we have our... It's like a secret society. I'm not going to mention too much because we're growing. Yeah. We're, we're outsourcing. We're not yeah. all with the same internal company anymore. Yeah. But without those guys, I might, have, I might not have made it this far to meet you. Thanks yeah. to Dolores. Yeah. That our, somehow our paths were always were just going to intertwine. It's yeah. just just based on the people we know, it would have happened. But thanks to Dolores for making it happen at the right time, and thanks to that group of friends that helped support me just by being there to maintain. Because you know I, I battled depression. It's hard when you got a really huge thing sometimes and you can't get it in everywhere. It's my ego. So it's good to have those kind of people around. Shout out to all my paisans. You know my my pops, my boy Pilati. Costa had a good conversation with Costa and it helped me. Uh, sometimes, you know, when you see people succeed, it's easy to, you know, uh, not be so happy with your situation and you might take it out on everybody else. Right? Yeah. So it's always good to talk to these guys while they succeed to know that they're still my friend and they're for us and they're good for support. And you know, Italians are always handy to keep in touch with too. If you did, if you didn't know, if you didn't know, you know, and and shout out to everybody who's listening. Like, I love going through and seeing. <laughs> locations of where people are listening to it. So, like, right now, we're, I'm going to go off just top countries, of course. Good old USA. Canada. That's probably because of Shooter. Uh, <laughs> United Kingdom. UK. Shout out to y'all. Netherlands. Shout out Germany. Shout out Ireland. Shout out France. Mexico. Singapore. Australia. Ukraine. We got South Africa. Switzerland. Of course, Italy. Only three. <laughs> Come on, guys. You got to speak it up. Saudi Arabia. Please be an oil tycoon. Even Egypt, Denmark, what else we got here? We got Republic of Korea, Greece, Austria, Lithuania, New Zealand, Portugal, Belgium, Croatia. Baby, when I say I'm international, I'm not lying at all. Morocco, Brazil. I mean, most of these countries you only hear about on amateur porn sites. And they listen to us. Uganda, didn't know you had internet. <laughs> Serbia, that was probably an accidental button during like a war or something, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Taiwan, only one play from Taiwan. I guess China probably locked that down. Don't let them get any more out. Islamic Republic of Iran. Uh, we might be on a no-fly list with that one. United Arab Emirates. Please invest. You, we know you got money. You know, it, Peru's in there, Finland. And it's good to see that the top cities out there, shout out to 
My people's in Mountain View, California, Boardman, Oregon. Where is Boardman, Oregon? Never heard of it till now. Never even heard of it. Ashburn, Virginia, who are you? I love it. VA, two up, two Talk down, a little man. smack to us on Twitter. Talk it smack 101. Menlo Park, California. We got Portland, Oregon. Even outskirts of Washington like Dallas and Sumner got a lot of plays. San Jose. We're all over. Brooklyn, Omaha, Nebraska. It's probably Terrence Crawford. You know, Houston. And it's just good to see this international connection we can have from just simply clipping, cl- clicking next. Yeah. Hmm? And I've always said I believe our energy and voice transcends. And part of this new popularity with boxing, I don't want to take all the credit, but I'll share it with you. Oh, I And I believe it. that thank you, because thank of us doing a, that, we've helped keep that energy spread out. And that's what keeps it growing. And I just want to say thanks to everybody for Thanksgiving because, for one, as you get older, you don't meet that many good people in your life. And I got a good one sitting next to me today. Man, we honestly, I mean, besides me and you, um, special shout out to one of my best friends, uh, firstborn, man. Hey, I love you. I appreciate what you do, everything for the show, man. Really, it it wouldn't have gotten as far as it does and sound as good as it does without you, man. So, man, I love you from the bottom of my heart. You, oh, man. Uh, DJ Samaj, uh, my one of my other best friends, uh, the one who uh, mixed the intro. Was the he stoned here. when he thought of his DJ name? No, nah, because it's just is, his name's backward, right? Yeah, no. Um, actually, what's funny is the uh, the dude who um, shout out to my boy Moel, um, the dude who um, made Ooh. our logos. If you need a logo, hit him he's up. He's the one who came up with uh, James uh, DJ Samaj's uh, name in high school. So this that was twenty it fits years him. ago. He looks like a Samaj. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it fits him. Hey yo, so. Yo, Moel, love you too, man. Appreciate you. One of my other best friends, man. He's got a talented, like, it's funny. It's like you say, you only meet certain people around mm-hmm. you, man. So, like, it's funny how I grew up with all these cats, and then it's, these are the ones who have the talent, and we're bringing all this together. It comes around, man. Hey, so it's just like, never even saw it coming. We're two broke brothers just trying to get our little piece of the pie by making our own pie. And it's good to see how many people come out to support us exactly. just when we start this venture. Because we're growing, baby. You're going to see us ringside soon, baby. It's going to happen. We're going to speak it into existence. Make sure you talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. But that's enough window love. Let's get this started. The champ is here, baby. The champ is here, man. The hey, champ is here. We got a lot of fights to cover. We got And we only have a short little bit of time, man, before I got to go start beating people's oh, heads. One last and blessing, Andre Ward. Retiring this year. And when I say Andre Ward blessing is that we've had the honor to witness Magic Johnson. Lee yeah. Bird, Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant. Mike Tyson, Kobe Bryant. Tim Duncan. Andre Ward. Andre Ward. And I hope a lot of people recognize some of those talents because as this world progresses, everybody's becoming a talent. You know, yeah. it's everybody's a physical specimen, mm-hmm. but do you got that mental mind state to maintain it like this man, SOG? I love this man. You retired at the right time, nothing bad to say, and it's a blessing to be able to watch your reign. Now let's talk about your boy Ryan Cowboy. Cowboy Carl, Carl Canelo, Canelo's little brother, man. It's his long or lost his long, brother. Long lost brother, man. They, the family sent him over. They sent him across the other side. He got in trouble in Mexico and had to go to America, go to Texas and hide out. So, this was a close, tough fight, and I was a little worried on the decision. Were so, you? the first I want to say the first three rounds could have really went either way. Yeah. Because. Kareem Martin, uh, good he boxer, showed up. good movement, uh, good counter. He was funny as he took too many looking, breaks. He took a lot of breaks. Ryan Carl, he looked different from me. So Ryan Carl, he had a fight before 
that he came back after his loss, his loss to Eddie Ramirez. Eddie Ramirez. Uh, he came back and fought right after that. But this fight is the first time that I've TV. seen him. T- yeah, we've seen first him fight since back then. on TV, and he just didn't look as sharp as he he was though. Um, he was bloody by round two. Kareem Martin, he he had a lot of good shots, but it didn't seem like it was like a lot of power behind him. I, I, he kind of reminded I, me of like Miguel Cotto, not really a knockout artist. I but think he just, blew his wad too early. He put too much behind his his punches in those early rounds, and that bloodied up Carl, but didn't knock him out or hurt him, uh, or hurt him enough. And I think when you when you're putting everything into it, that's that becomes your fight plan at this point. And now you just gotta try to muster it up and time it right. Mm-hmm. But if you couldn't time it and knock him out when you had all your power, the odds are going to be against you as far as for landing it. Well, yeah, because after that, Ryan Carl, probably around the fourth round, he was getting a little bit better. He was getting stronger. Uh, the first three rounds, it, it looked like he was fighting not to lose. Yeah, he just he didn't look the same. He wasn't he wasn't aggressive like he was. He didn't have the same confidence. He didn't confidence. have that same confidence in yeah. there. Maybe he was being back on TV. He's like, yo, I don't want to lose this shot again, but... You gotta lose yourself in the moment. Don't don't quote Eminem on here, but it was funny. It's like I was thinking about how how different he looked on there between you know before his Eddie Ramirez fight, and so one of the commentators said it is not trying to blame it on anything, but it was a sinus infection is the reason why he had to have surgery. I guess right, uh, he had to have something where he yeah. If, he if you had right surgery, that, so. I'm gonna give you a pass on. Yeah, uh, so uh, you lost. It. I mean, Eddie Ramirez is no joke. Steer period. Even though he got oh. spoiled by the spoiler. But um, Kareem Martin, tight guard. Um, it was good guard. It was a good. Yeah, it was a good guard. It was a good fight. Like I, Ryan Carl got the unanimous decision. Um, Kareem Martin didn't lose anything in this fight at all. He's no, he did, he did not. No, that was his, that was the second loss though. But Kareem Martin, it was nine and one walking into this with three KO. So I didn't think he could put him away. So I, I saw, that's why I was confused with his game plan trying to go at him early like that yeah. because. Y- it wasn't sustained. It wasn't built on that. Just like why Polly doesn't try to knock you out in the first couple mm-hmm. rounds. If he if it's there, he'll take it. But he he he's at peace with his power. Yeah. You know, and it's it's uh, you have to be really disciplined to find power later in your career because yeah. that means you're really focusing on that punch. Um, Robert Easter was one of the commentators. He sucks. Yeah, he does. He Horrible. sucked as Horrible. a commentator. Great, great boxer, Bunny Easter. He was. He reminded me of John Madden. John Madden would always say... John Madden had at least you, personality behind it. If you him. don't score more points than the other team, then you're not going to win. Maybe Duh. You're not going to win. He was just, it was just you got to go Easter. down there and just get a touchdown. Robert Easter, keep You got to hey, just Bunny, knock him out. Stay, keep stay, stay boxing, man, because your commentator is not in your career, man. Nah, it, it, this is, punch drunk, this is the, the myth, the legend of Al Heyman being the genius entity it is. And I'm pretty sure Al Heyman is actually... It's a boardroom of, of uh, people... Not an actual person. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's like an acronym that stands for something. But they found a way. I, I guarantee all of these fighters have in their contracts that they have to do these commentating appearances for no extra money. It's just part of the contract. Because now you're saving money instead of paying for these extra contracts. Well, if they heard Robert Easter talk, if he sounds anything like the way he commentates talking, I don't want him anywhere near a mic. Just yeah. stay... Just stay this just will probably stay, be just his stay last a blunt, one. Just stay a blunt, Audric. Just be a hammer. Don't, be a sledgehammer. Tell him to go conversate go with there, Leon Speaks or no something. Pre- no precision. Not sniper. <laughs> no precision. In, Not articulate at all. It's okay. Some of us are fighters. Some of us can talk and fight. You know, and that's what gets us in the most fights. But it, I'm glad to see Ryan Cowboy Carl back in there. Hopefully he comes in with more confidence in his next fight because he's going to be on TV. 
What 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 weight division is he fighting at? Ryan Carl. Yeah. Welter. Welter. Yeah. Ooh, I wouldn't mind seeing him maybe in there with my man Goodfellow Perella if he ever comes out the shadows. If, if he ever does. Yeah, I, I heard he might be getting uh, you know measured up for a suit right now. Javante yeah. Clark. To get buried in maybe. Javante <laughs> Clark. Did anybody not pitch your brother on this one? Name Javante. <laughs> I met a lady named Kalela today. A beautiful name, and I was like. Terry Prentice said thank you for that one because you didn't try to go too overboard, too unique with it, and it sounded beautiful. Jamonte, this got to be a family name. Um, I thought he won pretty convincingly against Dominique Dalton. I didn't think he won convincingly, hence the majority decision. Somebody had a really close, like, honestly, there was no, it was a good fight. After nobody, he got cut is when he really got close. Yeah, um, nobody really imposed their will. Jamonte Cart was lanky, lanky. He was, it was funny. Was this like, fight was, was actually, an album filler. Yeah, he was. He's built like Bunny, like Robert Easter Jr. As far as just yeah. like lanky and just you know. Guys should have played basketball. Yeah, cheating at boxing. To re, to be honest with you, six foot three fight at one hundred thirty five pounds. Coming in Twelve and zero with seven knockouts. Uh, Dominique Dalton nineteen and one with ten knockouts. I was. This was a filler fight to me. I'm this not going to say it was entertaining, but it was. It didn't have enough substance for me for it, some reason. It's a filler fight to see if you have any special talent or any shining stars yeah. in there. And at the same time, you, you're getting your guys work, you're getting them paid, and, and, you're, and you're seeing what you have in your stable. Um, nothing, no star power there. Definitely you got two gatekeepers or two stablemen, fight two stablemen, waiting for a defining moment at least, with time on their side. So we'll, we'll see what they do with Javante with Clark. Not very marketable. Didn't like the pink shorts either. But uh, super welterweight, 154, so there is work yeah. out there for You're going to have to bring it better than that, baby, because that is no slouch. It's, it's, 154 is that passing through division usually, unless you're Canelo. But you got a lot of work if you think you're going to do something there. You got a lot of work because you got you got Boo Boo, you got the Charlos, you got Canelo, Kel Brooks going to one fifty four. <laughs> you got, you got one Charlo, that remember? That's one, one Charlo. So is that is so if if what's how would you say Charlo singular? Is it Charlo? Char, no, Charlo. Charlo. Say that. Let's talk about Anthony Durrell, the dog, and Dennis Mama Boy's Douglin. How could now Mama's boy? That's how, a good thing you, you get by knocking out a big dude in well, front of your mom, the, right? Well, no, you get that when you're. Well, his mom's in the call, I don't want to call you a punk, but you get that when it's just like you, you're. I wouldn't baby. fight his mom. I saw her. She's his trainer. How how could you handle having your mom be your boxing trainer? Wow, she must be cold. I, I was thinking about that too because my like, mama I, loved me, and I don't think she wants to see me fight at all without trying to get involved. How can your mom be your legit trainer? Like, and that's not even a clown or anything like that. That's just like, one, I don't like my mom telling me what to do now. I listen. I do what she says, but I couldn't have that voice at work and at home. Oh, that means she's probably knocked him out at least once or twice. You ever watch the Cleveland show? You ever <laughs> see the character Auntie Mama? Nah. uh So his wife, Donna, was raised by Auntie Mama, which was her uncle. But because she had no mother figure in her life, he created this Auntie Mama character, like, you know, Big Mama's house? Yeah. And, and that was the character to kind of give her that figure. And that's how I kind of pictured that with, with her. You know, how do you be a mom and still kind of a father figure, assuming that he wasn't as blessed with you and he might have fit the stereotype? Or she's probably knocked his butt down a couple times and he was like, okay, mom, you're probably right with this one. Show me how to punch. And how many people does she have to go through to become a trainer? What's her resume? How would you feel with your mom with you at a bar fight? 
if you know she's your trainer. That's like Ann Wolf. I'm like, yo, first of all, Ann Wolf, we've seen her in action. She's the first person we put in the KTF oh. section. So I would I not real, hesitate I, to I, fight her I, I, at feel, all because I'll probably lose. I'd feel more comfortable with Ann Wolf, but your mom is trained. I mean, that's. You know what? Here, let's get let's get to it, Dennis uh, Dennis Douglas. We'll stop making fun of you. I'm sorry. Yeah, just I love my mom too. Yeah, I understand that though. Dennis Douglas was just outmatched. Anthony Durrell, um, and it's terrible too when you see somebody trying to put up a fight. But Anthony Durrell just he had great composure. He was just a better fighter. The class told over time, and he he didn't even seem to really try that hard. He didn't seem to try that hard, and you could tell that a lot of the punches weren't landing the way he wanted. But he didn't let it get him frustrated or too mad. He kept his composure. Mm-hmm. And I th- I love, I, I like the Darrell brothers, okay? Because I like their connection to their hometown. And they know the importance. You notice the first time they fought there in forever? Exactly. But that's also your, it's like the Cubans, man. It's, it's your same, it's going to be your same Achilles heel. Because, look, unless you're a dope rapper really coming out of Flint, Michigan, you drive through the city. That's just the reputation it has, and it's what it is. Now, the economy's going down, and, can, and it can get better by you, but having a local fight may not be the best thing to do because it doesn't have that reputation as a fight city. So it kind of hurt him at the same time. I mean, you're a big enough name. You're going to have probably more fans than anybody you're fighting. But at this point in your career, you need to go, go for the biggest fights you can get at this point. You know what I'm saying? You're a former title holder. Why are we doing it? Are we fighting to save Flint, or are we fighting to be the best? What are we going to do, right? Agree, one, disagree? One, super middleweight, 168. There's enough work out there for you to really be great. Andre Ward's not there no more. Andre Ward's not there, there no more. We got David Benavidez out there. It, he Right now, Anthony Durrell is ranked uh, third. Before this fight, he was ranked third in the WBC. He was supposed to fight Callum Smith, who opted to go to the World Boxing Super Series. Mm-hmm. He's 11th in the IBF. Mm, and there's some of them, other ones he's not even ranked, so like WBA or WBO. We know he's probably not going to fight his brother. No, he's he's not, which you can't. If I was him, I would go after the top, whatever top contender you can get for the biggest money fight. You got a big enough name to get you a title shot. He, he should probably actually go after David Benavidez. Wouldn't be the mathematically smart thing, but at the same time, it could be because you're the experienced guy. You could overwhelm him. I like Anthony Durrell. I like Andre Durrell. I like both of the Durrell brothers because they're both tough outs. And then, honestly, Andre when it Durrell comes down... can't catch a break for nothing, though. <laughs> and honestly, when it comes down to it, man, if it's a pick and fight most of the time, when it gets down and dirty, I would take them, man, because they have what it takes to pull I'll take out, Anthony so. Durrell. Yeah, 30-1 with 24 knockouts, you know, before, you know, going into this fight, though. So I like that. The dog. We should put him Anthony against uh, um, uh, Alfred Angulo, El Pedro. Alfred, Alfred, the There'd dog a, versus the, the real dog. dog fight. Just one in Spanish, one in English. I like that. That's actually a very marketable too, fight. Yeah, too bad he's not big. And, uh, we'll have Alfredo a fight in New Mexico. No, I think Alfredo Angulo retired. Yeah, he is. Plus, what was he at? 140, 154? What was yes. He? No, he was at 154 or 147. One of those. Your boy Carl Frampton returned to the ring. The Jackal. That's your boy. You haven't picked. Hey, I like the Jackal. Um, I was a little worried when he did this little promotion hop with, and uh, his last opponent supposedly slipped in the shower in Ireland. You know what I'm saying? Might have slipped with a beer in his hand when they were drinking about and talking about this, or maybe received a, an envelope that was so heavy he slipped in the shower. Possibly, I don't know any grown men that slip in the shower. 
Unless, I don't know, unless I don't know anybody really slips in the shower. Unless there's someone else in there with you and you're doing you're the doing, horizontal mambo. You're doing you're doing too much. Yeah, you, not even you got a map on the wall much. and you're trying to do every position possible. That's how you slip in the shower, and that's a legit and respectable slip. You know what I'm saying? Unless you just slip in a punch for a good counter. So Carl Frampton came in. It looks like he dominated Horatio Garcia. Got one knockdown. Got caught slipping. He got he got caught slipping, but uh, according it's, to the rules. You did. You did Off catch balance, contact, but you, you got did, punched. You got caught contact. So without the punch, you might not have slipped, but it sent you on your butt. I like the way he responded. I hope he stays vocal with this energy because I want him to go after Leo Santa Cruz and try to get this fight in Belfast. Carl Frampton looked un. What, do you, what do you call it? What, what do you call it when he's just like uninterested? He just looked uninterested in this fight. Like he was just like, uh, "You're not Leo Santa Cruz," so. I'm here. Yeah. You're here. Let's. I feel like every fighter probably has that. It's, it's the equivalent of what my boy, what my boy Keyshawn does. When the club is closing and it's 1:58 a.m. He's arguing why he can't get like, the beer. Ah, you're here. I'm here. Fine. Whatever. It's like pizza. It's not. You may not want it, but it's never really bad. So he just ended up. Taking. He's like, fine. You're here. I'm here, and yeah. you know, I can get it done. I'm a man. You're a woman. Nice shoes. They look great behind your ears. <laughs> How you want to do this, right? No, it's a nice dress. It looks yeah. great on my floor in the That's morning. Right. Pile in my bed. Hey, <laughs> I bet I'd like to bake you breakfast, right? Yeah. So it, it was unentertaining. So Carl Frampton got the got the unanimous decision. That's what's funny about it too. He just got a unanimous decision by somebody who I thought uh, Hor- it was a Horatio Garcia, Garcia right? Yeah. Horatio Garcia got the unanimous decision about somebody I thought he could put away, even though. Any Garcia is going to be a tough out. That's period. right. That but or, or Jakob Moto in there, you know, you know, you got to you got a night in for you. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But this is one of those things where it's got to be the paycheck that keeps you more silent because you see this with there's great elite fighters like Andre Ward who can hide it when they're uninterested and still perform. Candelo does that really well. So does Triple G. With Carl Frampton, for him to act that uninterested, which is an excellent call out. But he's had a really good paycheck because he knows he should only be in there with elite competition. He really doesn't need no tuna fights. He's been there with the best. Mm-hmm. He, he's faced the best and beat the best once already with Leo Santa Cruz. So it's okay to throw him in the mix with these top contenders because he's most likely going to dominate. Yeah. He's no slouch. Yeah. you know, And he's Irish. If he gets hurt, I don't know, give what, give him a shot of whiskey in the sixth round? Shot of Jameson, man, and he'll be right back <laughs> Come up. Come right up back up. Yep. I, they rub it on their wounds like it's tussin'. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get that tussin' deep down in there. That's how the Irish do it. You know what I'm saying? That's why this Irish whiskey. It's in their blood. So be more vocal, unless the check was that fat. But be more vocal. Get Leo Santa Cruz. You got to dog him. You got to. It's like with Apollo Creed and Rocky too. You got to insult him. You got to make fun of this man. You got to make him come to you. Mm-hmm. And that's how you, you do it because it. he owes a gentleman's obligation. He sh- he really does, though. And then, like we've seen these past two years, all these fights are getting made. I just think 2019 is going to be just as good. 2018? I don't know. I don't know. Just skipping yeah, 2018. Yeah, 2018. I don't know if it's going to be just as good, but it'll be really good still. We it's, have a, we have a lot of potential. It is on track, and we're going to get into that definitely because so far, what's it, lined up? And and everybody seems to be firing all all cylinders as far as promoters and management on keeping this wave going. Yeah. So let's talk about. Julian Smith and Julian Williams and Ishe Smith before we get into the rest of the show here. So Ishe Smith, everybody knows why I love this man. The first Las Vegas born champion yes, ever. Yes, you say that every single time he 
comes around. Or Did I mention like that he was that. the first from Las Vegas to win a world champion? I wasn't sure. Yeah. Now, unlike people may think that people aren't actually from Las Vegas, I remember when I was growing up there in telemarketing, people were like, you're from Las Vegas? Do you guys live in casinos there? Oh, wait, people actually live there? Yeah, if you go off the strip, there's neighborhoods and houses and actual jobs, too, besides casinos. Well, now you can work and live in a casino, but that's... If you do that, you just at least, you got to be at least a gambling alcoholic, please. Or else why? Don't be that lazy to where you just want to go downstairs, work, and go back up. Or at least join the Illuminati and MK Ultra. Just be a cyborg or a clone at that point. Let's just clone them all and have the same person. You know, let's talk about Isha Smith, though. Julian Williams, coming back off of his loss? No, nah, they both came back off of wins. Okay, so Julian Williams lost to Charlo, came back and won. To Joshua Conley. And he's finding Ishe Smith. Who was Ishe Smith's last win against? His last win was... Oh, no, I was just on that page. Uh, Frank Galarza in a majority decision. So he got out of there. Got out of there. Ishe Smith is definitely slowing down. Slowing down? He's 39 years old, man. Yeah. Look, man, you grew up with Mayweather. I don't think you have to fight too much, right? Well, you shouldn't, because that's one of the things that they talked about, too. Um, he actually used to spar with Mayweather back in the... Um, well, they, they grew up together. The, yeah, they grew up together back in the amateurs and all that. And then uh, he was one of Mayweather's first signees they were talking mm-hmm. about, which I thought was interesting. TMT. And then that's what was funny. And that's like, like Shady and D12, bro. I never really paid attention to his age. I did not know he was 39 years old okay. until then. I was just like, God, Mayweather, first signing to Mayweather promotions. How old were you when that happened, too? And Mayweather and Ishe Smith are a year older than me, bro. Same age group. Like, when I was in high school... My buddy Augie Sanchez fought Mayweather at the Olympic trials to go to the Olympics. They were the two finalists, and Augie Sanchez lost. And this is when we first, this is when I first witnessed Mayweather. And and at the in high school, I'm like, this guy doesn't want to fight. I didn't see the boxing genius that was evolving from it. Yeah. Because he fought a smart tactical fight, and I was surprised he didn't win in the amateurs. And probably I assume it's because he, well, he just wasn't there yet. We saw what happened and what he turned into. But Ishe Smith, tough fight. Good brawl. It was actually a really, really good fight. Um, both was on top of each other um, from the beginning of the fight. It was a 50-50 pick em fight to me. And even on the, um, not the Letterman scorecards, not the Steve Farhood scorecards, but on, I want to say it was the shooter Robert scorecard. Easter, the shooter scorecard. Like, going into, like, the seventh, eighth, eighth round, like, both of they just had it split down the middle of who... Uh, like it, it really was a pick and fight. And Ishe Smith is coming off a 14 month layoff. He landed more meaningful shots. Um, and I thought Julian Williams fought better when he was moving. I thought Ishe Smith was definitely fighting to keep his career going. Julian Williams was definitely fighting to win, but a little cautious. I think well, anytime you get knocked out, you're going to be always a little cautious. And it was it was a good brawl. These are usually the kind of brawls we see with the UK fighters. Unanimous decision went to Julian Williams. Terrible scorecards, man. I had um, I didn't write down the scorecards just because I didn't think it was going to be just because I thought it was be, that I didn't think it was going to be that lopsided. One judge had it one eight rounds to two. One time you didn't want to write them down. Huh? Yeah, one judge had it eight rounds to two. Another one had it seven rounds to three, and I was just like, "You guys were high." The right person. I'm not going to say the right person won because it could have went either way. I wouldn't have been matter upset either but a majority or, decision split but, decision yes, maybe or at but least like, just better but story. just straight unanimous in unanimous is one thing but just that margin of victory come on it was a way better fight than that pay that man Ishe Smith some respect it, 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 as as the sport continues to grow boxing or MMA 
pretty soon we're going to see judging. The refs and judging is going to be like um, the, the, the refs in uh, the NFL, you know, when they got to review plays. Yeah. They're going to go in there. They, uh, they you know, they get the you lights get, over They're going to get your uh, girl, Amanda Bird or whatever, <laughs> or whatever his name, whatever her name is. Some uh, bird. Yeah. What, what, yeah, whatever. Um, before we get into that, I um, see, I got you. Yeah, Devin Alexander made his comeback. Uh, oh, unanimous decision win. Uh, he looked good. Had a knockdown in round two versus Walter Castillo. Knocked so, him down with an uppercut that he has not used for a long time. A good uppercut. Mm-hmm. I watched mm-hmm. him knock out Juan Arango, who was a, a Colombian prominent shining 147 pounder or 140 pounder at the time and never came back from that loss from Devin Alexander but it felt really good to see him back at the ring good to have you back champ man I hope to see you in the mix of the like honestly think it's really past for him to be a champ mm-hmm. at the welterweight di- division but definitely going to be a big name just to throw to throw in there with anything because he could still be dangerous and then yeah, these these cats nowadays, man, they're they're too young, they're too gifted, they're too fast, they're too yeah. strong. I don't think he'll be able to. I don't think, yeah, I don't think he'll be able to keep up with them. But I I still like having him around. So I like having him around because you're always gonna you're gonna keep your hand on that gun. You're gonna make sure it's there just in case. Yeah. In case you gotta pull it out and draw. Um, in, in those later rounds, at the beginning of the ninth and tenth round, he looked a little gun shy and hesitant because he wasn't sure what to do. Because I, I I think it was because he felt he was ahead. The corner knew he was ahead. And they wanted him to play it safe, but I don't. I feel like if you're gonna fight smart and aggressive, and tactical, you should never play it safe. This is why I hate when I see NFL teams go to like a cover defense when they're getting the win. Prevent, yeah. So it's, it's well. It's one of the things that they say Walter Castillo was like, stand in the middle and fight me. And then so well, don't fall for that. Now. The, yeah, you can't fall for that. You're a boxer, man. Yeah. You, it's just like you have yeah. knockouts, but you're still a boxer. Don't yeah. don't get yeah. into if, that. If a boxer tells you that, or a female, don't listen. <laughs> it's not gonna end good, not gonna end good at all. At all. Yeah. So basically, what they're saying is, what my game plan doing isn't working. So I need to talk you into mind games to being able to get to work to my game plan. Lucky for Devin, he did not speak Spanish. So good news, good news for Devin Alexander. Former Devin Alexander opponent Amir Khan is in the headlines on uh, the celebrity doing a reality TV show. That's what, man. We should have been amateur fighters and just got a reality TV show. It, <sighs> He has the looks for it, though. He is a pretty boy. And then uh, he has the looks for reality TV show. His girl, who we got back, that allegedly slept with Anthony Joshua. Um, yeah. Anthony Joshua's a pretty boy, too. He's a so, big pretty like, boy. Yeah, like, a, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be that upset. I'm like, I, you could have just talked to me about it. Hey, it's just, it's like, it's just like your girl leaves you. <laughs> for your favorite rapper. <laughs> so we were literally talking about this the other day. It's like... Nobody's better than you, but then there are some people who are yeah, better than a you. A little bit. So, a little bit. So it's just like uh, I was telling him about, I was telling I forgot who I was talking to about this. There was a B list celebrity talking about how he w- he took this date. He had a fine date or whatever. He took her to a popular bar, nightclub slash thingy, whatever. Trap House One One. Yeah. Then he saw and uh, then he saw Derek Jeter, and he's like, "Oh, that's Derek Jeter." And she was like, "Who's who's Derek Jeter, or whatever?" And so he's like, "Yo, Yankee Hall of Famer, all you know, all the blase, blase." He goes to the bathroom and then comes back out, and she's in VIP with him. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta take those losses. You gotta go to the store and get some baseballs. Hey, right now at this point, you gotta go get some gloves and baseballs and get some signatures, goddamn it. (laughs) Or at least send her text like, "Look, this is messed up. Get something on tape so we can uh, have something on this band right here, just in case. Just Just in case." You know what I'm saying? Hey, sometimes you lose to a better man like that. I don't mind if it's a celebrity. 
I will if if you're a good smooth talker, my you know I'm, I'm a pretty confident guy. My mo has been like, if you think your game is strong enough, go ahead, brother, take it. Yeah, go ahead. You feel free but to this, try. I mean, this is a little bit different. You're a comedian. He's a baseball player. Yeah, uh, unemployed comedian. Americans a welterweight. He's 147, 154 on a good day. Mm-hmm. Anthony Joshua is 250. Pounds. Yeah. So when a man got you by literally another person. Yeah. Two little, people a, a, a and his shadow. A little, a little Filipino person. <laughs> you, 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 and he's a yeah. champion. He's undefeated. Yeah. 100% knockout ratio. You take that L. You yeah, take, I take that, that L. You take that Easy. L. Easy. Easy. No problem. No problem at all. And you know what, yeah, though? Just, and then, and then cast from the hood, Joshua. you'd be like, you know, anybody with some sense, I'd be like, yeah, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I understand. Yeah. I understand. You How was it, dog? Through. I taught her that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I showed her that, buddy. Oh, that's, I think that's the only bragging rights you can get on there. So I got typed in hypothetical. So I saw something, I saw something the other day that was, um, that made me think. Don't like doing that too much. Oh, but just drink. the hypothetical was not any trainers, but any boxers currently or former boxers. Who would you like to have in your corner as a trainer? Ooh. See, because you you know when you get the the yeah, first thought is Teddy Atlas, but at the same time he can go. He gets a little too intense. Yeah. But I want something that motivated like that. See, the reason the reason why, and then I actually uh, I actually brought this up to Adante. I told him before, you know, you heard this on the show. Landry. Yeah. So the thing about it is you really, really, really have to be careful with who you pick as your trainer who's a former boxer because if you cho- choose somebody like, hypothetically, like Amir Khan or Deontay Wilder. I'll give you a great one. Uh, or, or, or can I finish? Can I finish? I'm sorry. If you, Anybody like Amir Khan, anybody like Deontay Wilder. You don't have the speed like Amir Khan, most likely. You don't have the power like Deontay Wilder. So whatever they put together is not going to be the same as what you do because you're not going to be able to use their full potential to what you're going to do. So it has to be somebody. You're not going to have the reflexes like Mayweather. You're not going to like. You're not going to have the power or the precision of a Terrence Crawford. So it's. I, I thought it was really intriguing because I'm like, who would I really pick to be? Because it I'll has to be you somebody. A cliche answer, bro. Who? Diego Corrales. Because he was always the guy who spoke from his heart, fought with his heart, got t- tough L's, some tough what, wins. But what if you ain't got no heart, bro? I mean, <laughs> the different is his heart stopped beating and shit. I mean, we got some kind of voodoo out there. You know, I'll be sitting there in the corner with my Ouija board. Some people ain't got the chin. Some people get caught and they're like, hey, yo, man, this maybe ain't for me. But no, hey. I understand I understand what you're, what you're picking because up. Because you definitely don't. The example I was going to give was your boy Sweet Pea Pernell Whitaker. Because mm-hmm. he trained a couple fighters before, but it, you could even see when he's training is that he has that expectation of their of his ability and them. Exactly. And it don't work that it way. Doesn't it doesn't work like that, work that like, way you're at talking all. About Sweet Pea is arguably top... Uh, maybe top the top... 10, top 20 for sure. No, I'm talking about greatest defensive all, fighters. Just period. But all-time fighters. Oh, yeah, no. I'm, yeah, I'm all-time fighters but i'm just talking about just defense from a defensive standpoint he's a first slick you're with talking, style yeah you're the you're talking about somebody who was mayweathering style. people before mayweathering was mm-hmm. and you can't learn from that because you don't have the reflex you don't have that that's instinct that. and reflexes that yeah. you can't train that it's, and then also he, he was a southpaw so it's so already it's awkward little, yeah. It, yeah it's already awkward so yeah now diego Corrales. i mean that's one of the reasons why freddie roach is such a good trainer because he's you know that mid-tier fighter yeah I, you know i think who would actually be decent Maybe is is Juan Manuel Marquez? 
I can see him being a good trainer because he's been in there with the best of everybody and with took no some, significant really. I mean, no big power, yeah. no big super speed, skill, no speed, yeah, yeah. just smart, yeah. you know, athletic and good at counter and timing. But boxing IQ is up there. That's how else you knock out Pacquiao. How else you give him those wars and psh, took a big money fight against Mayweather at bad timing because. The one that I saw knock out Pacquiao, if you had a Marquez that comfortable with his size, it might have been a more competitive fight. He probably still got a lost, but I think he would have been smart enough not to try to be the aggressor. Does that make sense? Andre Ward. And that's really cliche, but same thing with Emmanuel Marquez. Not huge power. Not huge power. Not really any significant skill. Boxing IQ. High boxing IQ, and then especially the difference between the first. You know he's not gonna cuss you out. Yeah, and the and the difference between the first and then the second Kovalev fight, you just see where he knows what to do. Mm -hmm. He sticks to his game plan. Uh, Chad Dawson, you know, uh, you know. The Kovalev, the second Kovalev fight was the best one because he saw the body punches hurting him, and then that's all he started throwing. So just that's when you dig. So just when you when you have him, I I I thought about him just for a simple fact that. His resume spoke for itself, and then when you think, when you have, when you picked up against him, he came out on top. Uh, Arthur Carl Frotch, Arthur Abrams, Saki Obika, uh, Mikael Kessler, you know, Paul Mikael Smith. Kessler was probably his most significant win ever, because yeah. everybody was like, is this dude real? That's what everybody wanted to know, <laughs> Worked Kessler bad. Yeah. So, it's like, Andre Ward would have been mine, man, so that's That's a good things. one, because I yeah. could see him being one of the greatest ever not project his skill into you or assume you can do it. Exactly. And he's just like, look, this is this is this is straight smart. I go into here with a plan. I feel like if he he would tr- he would train you with the Bible in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> this is here. This is my power. This is my punching power right here. Now, not a hypothetical, but but we kind of saw the writings on the wall for this one. Mm-hmm. But it's official. Terrence Crawford will get the winner of Jeff Horn versus Coracone or Corticone, Cortisone, whatever his name is. Jeff Horn better win and fake an injury right after and take some time. Yeah. So he can hold and, and, on to or, or move up and wait. And, uh, or move up and, and just, vacate. Uh, you know, and vacate. And just vacate. vacate. Just vacate because. You're on borrowed time, bro. <laughs> You're yeah. on borrowed time. There is no way I see him surviving the whole fight against Terrence Crawford <laughs> after the way he barely survived with Pacquiao, which was a. Oh, also, you know, just. And going on this, because even though I think this one is going to be for sure, just because Terrence Crawford is Terrence Crawford, we were both wrong on the Ishe Smith, uh, Julian Williams. Why? Because we both picked Ishe Smith to win that off experience alone. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah, Dang. we did. So I got to um, I'm blaming you. Oh, it takes a wrote, real man to admit when he's wrong, and I'm glad that was you. <laughs> yeah. So I saw that, and I was like, oh. Well, we were wrong, uh-huh. with, you know, just like I said, I don't mind being wrong on stuff I don't care about. Sometimes I'd rather be lucky and good, but this is the 101, baby. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter at Talking Smack 101, and don't forget to download that Square Circle app. Tell your friends about it. It's your one-stop spot for all boxing needs. KTFO section, F-O-T-Y. Just, just get on it. You're going to love it. I know it. Now, speaking of Terrence Crawford, his name got brought up with Keith Thurman in an interview, and Keith Thurman said that Spence and... Crawford are on his radar, but they won't get it till 2019. Now, I'm assuming that it's because his next fight will probably be a rematch with Sean Porter that he assumes he's going to win. But then who's that filler at the end of the year? Who's I in his sights? I don't even sights? know if Sean Porter... Well, the well thing Sean, is Sean Porter, Porter is, is supposed to be his mandatory. To, he, he's going to hold on to that, but I, I don't... 
this diff- this Sean Porter that we just got done for seeing versus Adrian Granados is a different Sean Porter than when he fought the first time with the head movement. So I'm not even if he says Spence 2019, I think he's thinking too far ahead. But so either way, Sean Porter against Adrian Granados, that's the kind of fighter you can go and implement new stuff. Being able to execute that against a guy you've already fought, mm-hmm. muscle memory will usually take over. It's something like that. Unless unless you've been doing this more consistently, then two fights gone from him. But I don't see Adrian Granados as somebody you can really risk it on because the thing is, he did, he wasn't able to put him away. Adrian Granados is a tough person, like you know. Oh, you can definitely you can definitely practice it on him because you know exactly what he's going to bring to the table. He's not going to change anything, and you had no fear in his power. How else would you would you patiently know when to step around and move side to side like that? Because if he was like a Medina who was like a threat, and you knew he was going to instinct will take over to survive and win. Versus let's try this, let's try that. Or I remember I should have been trying this, should have been trying that because you could saw it. It came sporadically throughout the fight. One or two key moments per round instead of instead of a natural movement that you want to see with just constant work. But I don't see him beating Thurman again. I, same outcome. Regardless, Keith Thurman's saying a whole nother year from now because he knows what the deal is. Crawford will smash him, and Earl Spence will ma- smash him also. Like I, you, Easy to say. N- Keith no, Thurman is, is a smart, I, he, no, he's high smart. IQ That's fighter. What, he's a I don't smart... see him beating a Keith Thurman. I mean, uh, Terrence Crawford. But the Errol Spence one, I don't know, man. This is, this is a toss-up, bro. Nah, bro. I, I don't he, know if any, anybody hey. can beat Terrence Crawford, really. But yeah, no, nobody's beating Terrence Crawford. Not at not at that. Terrence Crawford has to go up to to one fifty four and fight somebody like Ares Randy Lara or something like that. Maybe that would actually be something. He I might would be too really small like. for that one, but yeah, still, yeah. yeah but now nah, Terrence we're Crawford, he's gonna go MMA after this and just get one just because. Earl probably. Spence is no Danny Garcia. Nope. He is no Sean Porter. Mm-mm. He's not none of these cats that Terrence Cro- that uh, Keith Thurman hey, has seen. Errol Spence proved a lot when he first when he knocked out Algeria, nobody knocks out Algeria. Yeah. And to come behind and win the way he did with Kell Brook, yeah. because I had him losing the first half of that fight. You did? Yeah, I thought Kell Brook was getting to him those nah, first four rounds. Kell Brook, Kell Brook was there. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was you know what? You know, you know what you need to start doing, man. This is what the New Year's you resolution I got for you. Shit. No, I'm not stopping. I don't. You, I think you need to stop partying so hard when you're watching these fights, man. I don't even think you're really. You know, How do you think I retain all this stuff? Because I gotta get to the same level where we record to remember it. Haven't you seen Beer Fest? Yes, I was just about to say the same thing, man. This you is a get scientific drunk. fact. This man. has been studied and proven, bud. Nah, man. Errol Spence. Every fight. I that only he's know fought. my way around downtown Seattle when I've when I've had a couple drinks. On a sober day, had no idea where I'm going. So from his facial expression, Errol Spence has never had a hard fight in his life. <laughs> Nope, ever. Everybody looks nope. landslide victory, yeah. and he makes it easy, and he makes it look real good. I hope he stays level-headed because he's on track to become like John mm-hmm. Jones, where the only person that could beat John Jones is John Jones. Earl Spence I- beat... Earl Spence... Oh. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. Earl Spence beat... Who did he fight? Who did he just Kell Brook. Kell Brook. He beat Kell Brook easier in a better competition than Triple G beat Kell Brook. I don't know, because Triple G had him out in five rounds, though. I didn't With say when he was. I'm talking about how it looked. Gotcha. It looked it looked easier because Kell Brook was giving it to him too. He's working. So. Oh, so you agree with that? Okay, thanks. I'm glad you could. Way to go back on what you said. Good job, sir. Now speaking of Earl Spence, it's official. January 20th, him and Lamont Peterson. Forgot Lamont Peterson was around. Just like just like I forgot my boy Jason Hayes could be a train conductor. Snuff film. <sighs> wow. I like Lamont Peterson. DC. You just, did, DC did you call him eight millimeter? 
I you call I'm, him Nick Cage and Tony Soprano eight I'm, millimeter? Look, yeah, man, that's a, that's a cool movie. This is this is lambs to the slaughter, man. You saying Errol Spence is calling the family? Like, if I found out who did it, would you want me to kill him? Look, this is. Well, Mom Peterson, if you had any questions about your career, <laughs> we'll probably get those answers on January twentieth because you say you've been in the gym. I'll retire. I'll retire you for you. Did this man fight at all in two thousand seventeen? I don't remember. Let's let's, let's look this up. Look, Power of the up. internet because the last fight I remember him in is against Felix Diaz that he barely got a win on, and he or is Felix either Danny Garcia or Felix Diaz, and I want to say it was Felix Diaz in both those fights he fought the same, just awkward in just survival mode. Harold Spence Jr. And it's gonna be January twentieth, which is my boy Pilates' birthday, by the way. And the fight's gonna be in Brooklyn. It's my girl. It's my girl Jules' birthday. Nice. So, yes, he fought February this year. Who did he fight? David Avancean. Avancean. Is this fight on TV? Uh, but he won. The name sounds he, familiar. He won unanimous decision. Yeah, the the David guy sounds familiar. So oh, he yeah. fought. Yeah, then he fought somewhere else. He fought in Mascot after that. The the guy who he beat after the guy. After Lamont Peterson beat him, he fought some other guy in Moscow. Now, Lamont Peterson was once regarded as a very high oh, level. I no, he didn't even fight him. They, they, yeah, that was the last time that guy fought. So I don't even know who. Yeah, Lamont Peterson. He's going to get killed. This is a guy who was <laughs> regarded as a very high level prospect uh, until he lost his title to Timothy Bradley. I love Lamont Peterson. He's I like Lamont Peterson. Been, too. He's always been. Great fighter. Um, Danny Garcia lost the majority decision. Lucas Matisse lost. He uh, gave away the Danny Garcia fight. Yeah. He and then Timothy Bradley. So those are the only three losses that he has. Uh, Timothy Bradley is a legit loss. Uh, he beat him when he beat Amir Khan. He just did. It was crazy because he was getting worked by Amir Khan and just decided to dig. Just go deep and just start digging to that body and stole the win. And then so the thing is, I, I just said here, I like, I like Lamont Peterson. Look, Felix Diaz, Danny Garcia, Dieri Jean, Matisse, uh, Amir Khan, Victor Ortiz, you know, Timothy Bradley. Like, these these are some of the guys that he's fought. Earl Spence is different. Earl Spence is not... He's on that Terrence Crawford level. Like, he's not out here just... It's not fun for him. I'm killing. I'm going at everybody, and I'm... A top so, Earl Spence versus a prime Timothy Bradley. Ooh... So who could make it ugly? Um, get you, get it rough. I would say probably split decision, Earl Spence. Earl Spence, yeah, me too. Split, unanimous. That's something, one of those ones close. where Timothy Bradley's style could lose him the fight because yeah. he's so rough and rugged. Uh-huh. Um, and and I feel like that's would happen to Sean Porter if he fought Earl Spence. But there's a lot of good names out there. But Lamont Peterson, this is just just like uh, who we talk about, my man Ishay Smith fighting for your career to keep one. You gotta let us know, man, what you want to do. Are you here to fight or not? Because you can't have one fight in 2017 and not be vocal. It's one thing if, if you're being vocal and there's no good fights out there, but there's a you're in a, the most stacked division possible. <laughs> yes, sir. The most stacked division possible out there to get names. So you got to be more vocal about it. But we're going to see what happens on January 20th, and hopefully this is just going to lead up to some more. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. Great fights. in January. going to happen. Hey, January 20th. Could be set it off for 2018 to, to keep this pace going and ride this wave, baby. Now, let's talk about on February 17th, we got the World Boxing Super Series coming back with Chris Eubank Jr. versus George Groves. Excited for this fight because I can't believe it was ever talked about before. We'll talk more about that one as we get into it. 
But we got the Crusher coming you, you, back. You know what I like about the Super Series too? Mm-hmm. Is this no time to really? I mean, they heal up, but they're right back in the fire. Right back it's in. not. It, and you it's know, all math. Just, it's hey, all math. If you don't like, get cut and need some severe stitches, this is the timeline. Period. Exactly. I, I love, love it. That, so I love it too. And this is the matchup that never even crossed my mind, but it's a unique and intriguing one. I'll tell you that. Now we got a fight card coming up on HBO, I believe, with leading it off. The head, the main event's gonna be my man. Uh, I'm not a player, but I crush a lot, Sergey Kovalev. But the opening fight on there is gonna be Sullivan Barrera. I like Sullivan Barrera. I like Sullivan Barrera. His one loss to Andre Ward. Mm-hmm. He showed real. Man, he he looked real dominant and elite when he beat Joe Smith Jr., who I, who I have high regard for just because I like the guy. Yeah. Um, but it let us know that Joe Smith Jr. is nowhere near on that level as a Sullivan Barrera. And it, it, is he Dominican or Cuban? Can you check that real quick? He is Cuban. That's what I thought. All right, you're talking about Sullivan Barrera, yeah. right? No, yeah. No, no, I'm gonna. I'd be shocked if it was Joe Smith Jr. from Cuba. No, I thought you were talking about the uh, Felix Valera, the guy who's fighting. He's Dominican. He's Dominican. Ah. Uh, uh. uh, fifteen and one, thirteen knockouts. His last law, his only loss, was a unanimous decision to Dimitri Bivol. Okay. Well, that's a legit loss. Legit loss. Dimitri Bivol is on a crash collision course for this 175-pound division that is getting stacked. And I think Sullivan Barrera is, is the guy to avoid. He is. Um, it's like I, He's kind of like the Arislandy Laura, except maybe a little bit more... Well, he's pretty much like an Arislandy Laura, except not as slick and a little bit more aggressive. I want to see. I'm actually really intrigued. I couldn't even. I couldn't even really pick this fight just for a simple fact that don't I don't know enough seen, on Felix. I don't know enough on Felix. You you got that right. Uh, I know what Sullivan Barrera brings to the table, but this guy has a high knockout ratio. He's Dominican. He's meant to fight. So we're just gonna see what IQ is gonna take over. So will the IQ yeah. of the Cuban high come through? High knockout ratios against Cubans never. Your your ratio is about to go down pretty much because these are these are guys that are trained at birth. Yeah. When they just when they find out that you like a boxing glove. They teach you how to get knocked out. When they much. find out that you don't like a boxing glove, yeah. they teach you. Rule number one, out. don't smile. <laughs> Ever. Rule number two, don't smile. <laughs> Rule and number three, stay at this division and never move. And, and then we'll teach four, you how to live like smile. a king and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And you can only hang out with Jay-Z, someone else who can't smile. Oh, God. Now, Jason Sosa's coming back. Jason Sosa? He who? fought, uh, he was the dude who got worked by... Uh, the dude high tech, you know Lomachenko, Lomachenko. not DJ high tech, but Lomachenko, yeah, worked him. That was that beat. was a, that was a. I felt bad for him that fight. Jason Sosa's <laughs> not a bad. He's a good fighter, and then you see him in there against Lomachenko, and it was just like. How many times did he go back to the corner like, look, man, you got to do something, man, or I'm gonna call. call and, and, guy, and he looked at his trainer like, what do you want? You want me to tackle him? You want me to knee him in the I nuts? Tried that. Get him an I elbow. Tried, <laughs> Didn't I tried work. That. Didn't work. Just, I tried to kick him. Oh man, is. It sucks so bad, man. Like, really terribly bad. It's, especially with somebody like Lomachenko, you can't do nothing about. So, I, It made me think of um, Rush Hour 2, when Chris Tucker was uh, talking smack to all the Chinese dudes, yeah. and then he got kicked in the face. Like, which one of y'all Which one of y'all me? did that? And that's exactly what I pictured Jason Sosa when he's getting worked by Lomachenko. He's looking at the ref, thinking the it's ref like, was man, hitting It's like, hey, man, you, you in on this too? Yeah. And he had the right game plan, because the only thing you could do is try to walk him down and work him and land something, but... That didn't work. So he was originally supposed to fight Robinson Castellanos, who I like a lot because he helped bless us with this 10-man award that we're going to be announcing soon. He didn't get the 10-man award. But he helped find our first nominee with Eurokas Gambo, who is replacing him in this fight. So this is good news for Jason Sosa. 
because uh, he's definitely fighting a guy with no heart. <laughs> and hopefully he's fighting the lion before he saw the wizard, right? Because that's all you're gonna get. <laughs> Your Rookus Gambo should just come in with some ruby slippers at this. I'm point. gonna, I'm gonna take the Michael Wilbon way out. I'm not picking this fight either because I don't know what I don't I don't know what Yuriokas Gambo is gonna show up. He's another man trying to trying to get back on there. Wasted so, too much go, time. And I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with a typical uh. Jay Sosa's gonna knock him out. I'm gonna go with a typical Seahawk Seahawk fit. Oh, I just want to see a good game. I just want to see a good fight. That is that's such a <laughs> I just want to simple see how it matters. Hey, I want to see a good fight. Hey, if you're the opposing team and you're watching the game with us, you should be happy that's our attitude. Because if you're in Oakland wearing that stuff, they, they, they don't fly that way. You know, at, all. It, at all. At all. It, it's one thing when you, when you get welcomed into a stadium with open arms versus when you walk into the stadium and security guards are like, look, I'm going to give you one chance to take off the jersey. You're on your own when you get in there. If not, there couldn't be any better advice out there. So, I think Jason Sosa is going to knock out Rokos Gamboa. I like this heart and ambition that you want to do now, though. You know, just trying to take active, tough fights to get back up there. But you wasted too much time, bro. You got, you know what I'm saying? You got to get that moment and never let it go. Lose yourself. Lose yourself. One more Eminem reference, and I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> Dig up joking. Okay. You, think, you think I'm joking? Yeah. Have, did you ever see that um, <laughs> that Eminem and Mark Wahlberg interview? It was like it was a long time ago on one of the the the, the, the summer another, jam things that they had. Are you trying to sneak another Eminem reference? In no, here? it was <laughs> funny because you know how Mark Wahlberg has this thing is like don't mention any Marky Mark stuff. Yeah. Even though the album was mostly written and produced by his brother Johnny Wahlberg, and and Eminem got this information going in. So while they were talking during this interview, Eminem was like, I don't know, Mark, does that give you any good vibrations? <laughs> and just started naming all the titles of his song to him. And it was a Jim Lampley sneak disc professional right there. Uh, like, that's how you do it for sure. And that's it for Eminem right now. Oh, man. That's whenever it. I, whenever I hear, whenever I hear the song Good Vibration, it makes me think of two things. <laughs> it makes me think of um, Will Arnett and Blades of Glory when they're skating to that song. And also... Don John, which is a really slept-on movie. Will, Will, we mean Will Ferrell, of course. But no, Don John with um, that with the dude Jordan Levitt or whatever. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan. B. Jordan, B. Jordan or Levitt. Gordon. With, uh, B. Gordon. Gordon. G, Gordon G, Lev, Joseph Gordon. The guy Levitt. who played the young Bruce Willis. Yeah. In, yeah. Yeah. In, that guy, the high yeah. wire dude. Have you seen that movie? You told me good things about it, but I have not. It's it's loosely based on my life. Okay, okay. So, oh, so I need you I need you to watch that. It's okay. literally loosely based on my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was originally Don Juan. They were like, yo, we got to change it up. We, we got to change it. We can't make it too much likeness. We might get sued. But let's talk about I'm not a player, but I crush a lot, Sergey Kovalev, who had a lot of his hopes and dreams crushed, and he hopes to return as the crusher. But we'll see. Um, conveniently getting a shot at the IBF title that he lost... Because it's gonna go, it's up for grabs as he fights Vachafaslev Sushibransky. <laughs> Not gonna work here anymore. How are you gonna have two V's for your first name? Like VV. No, it's VY. Okay, I just typed it wrong. Vachaslav Shabransky. My man, Bad Shab. <laughs> <laughs> you just gonna shorten his name. You know, hey, hey, this is like it's like Ellis Island all over again. You know what I'm saying? You're an American now. Your name is Bad Shab. Said, hey, just like Godfather Two, and it starts out. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Corleone. It's like that's where the city where he's from. So yeah, Corleone. That's where his Same name thing, comes Bav from. Bad Shabs. 
Well, Sergey Kovalev looking in here. He this is the only guy who wanted to take the fight apparently. Now 19 I, and 1 16 knockouts. Now I know Kovalev his next opponent he apparently wants better beef. Need to settle some old you know some Beat old him twice in amateurs. old school beef. Beat him twice Let in him amateurs. Let him know that we ain't amateurs anymore. So we'll see if, if better beef is ready for that one. But Thing he has is, to get past Sopransky first. I will still I will give Sergey Kovalev the benefit of the doubt. Your two losses is against a great all-time great fighter. Don't, I will, like losing I, to Mayweather. I, I will, hey, Don't count. I, I will give you. I will give you the benefit of the doubt of it. Don't count. So, now it's like if I said, "Yo, I got knocked out of Vegas by who? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson hits you, you're gonna get knocked out. That's what happens. So a loss to Andre Ward is is gonna be a tough loss, and also an honor of losing because you had the honor to fight this man and be in the same. Held in the same regard as, as one of the greatest of all time. Did you watch that Jim Lampley uh, fight game? Not yet. Did you okay. release it from your own? Yes, okay. it's been released, okay? So that was let know how you do. But the one thing that Jim Lampley said that I really liked, and especially talking about uh, Sergey Kovalev, he was talking about how now you don't look invincible. Ooh. So now I see this 175 division open. So Not a machine. He's you know, a man. You know, Badu Jack, uh, Alexander Goldsdick, mm. Artur Better Beave. Nobody's scared of him anymore. Yeah, nobody. Uh, um, except for yeah. Donna Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. guy. This guy is sitting back in Canada, little Haiti, wherever he is, with his WBC belt. Dimitri Bivol, you know. So we got you got all those bunch are the two names there. he mentioned. Those Bitter Beef and Bivol were the first two on his radar, and that is also very smart and genius because he is seeing a lot more in this game and this professional at this yeah, high level have. than then these guys have, have yes. ever seen. And Bivol, I think, would be a nice walk in the par- easy walk in the park because all you got to do is neutralize his power. Better Beef is smart though. But and he's seen him already. Too, over time so. on that one too, yeah. And it's, Even though it's but, years ago. Yeah, you, did you knock him out years ago? Because that's what's gonna come. That's what that's what you're carrying with you as a professional. But my man, he needs to crush Jabranski to prove that he deserves this convenient IBF title back. You know, even though you're becoming like uh, it's you know Antonio Tarver when he won the title against Rocky Balboa, you didn't actually beat the champ. You just kind of got it. So you're getting it back to you. But you're on a good collision course with some good fights with in a good stacked division now because we have uh, Badu Jacks going there. James the Gal's probably going to move up soon. So 175 is, is these guys got to be motivated. It's like just like when Mayweather when retired. You, when you, I was just I was literally just about to say the same thing, man. It's kind of good when you get these guys up. Just like with uh, Earl's, I mean, with Terrence Crawford moving up, the 140 division looks better. With Andre Ward out of here, with uh, uh, Andre Ward out here, the you know. Soup, the light heavyweight division looks better, you know. Sullivan Barrera it, got super motivated when Andre Ward retired. You, you got to. I would understand it, too. When you got somebody who you know you can't beat and they're gone. And it's, it's, it's like what they, what they used to call it the Mayweather sweepstakes because you knew that your fighter, these fighters are going to go in and say what they've got to say because they believe they're going to win. They think they know what they got to do. Amir Khan was the guy who was really adamantly pushing for it, who had a good skill set to match. But uh, he would have got work too. These guys got to be happy. I think Terrence Crawford is probably the only guy who should have been vocal that kept his mouth shut and who has the get, who has the skill set and talent to possibly win. I don't know if he will, but he can make him see things that he did see before. Sergey Kovalev is going to be at the top of the game, and everybody should be gunning for him. But he should know that he has seen way more than anybody else. When you go two fights with Andre Ward. 
you're going to learn something. You're going to learn something about... It's, it's just like going on but a retreat too, with your old lady. Trait, you don't new, learn something about yourself. No, also, no John David Jackson now, too. Mm. So it's going to change. It's, a lot's going to change. So we might even see a different circuit Kovalov. That's well. right. You know, uh, John David Jackson... I know you're a little upset about it, buddy, but don't be too vocal about it because you're gonna look like you're in the wrong. Nah, right? he's gonna get no. He's gonna get work. He's gonna get work, yeah. and he knows you can always come back. To Tech Town. We'll always take you back, and we'll get you on the show. We'll, you know, we'll do some interviews. We'll hang out. We'll go kick it with a former champion, Don, uh, Don John. No, Don John. John David Jackson. <laughs> That's right. What else is that? There's one last thing I do want to talk about that I, I appreciate you, man. I'm I thankful bet. for you. Hey, you. As time time only goes faster and gets shorter, and you meet very good, very few good people as you get older. At least that, or make sure you just don't miss, you know, don't don't miss that recognition when you do, because yeah. it's easy to to see someone that might be a good person, and, you know, just kind of ignore it or not take advantage of it or for granted or enjoy the time to get with them because time is the only thing that we have. Sometimes you want to kill it, and there's other times when you wish you had more. You know what I'm saying? And these times with you in this power hour of pure entertainment is some of the most fun I ever get. Because I get to talk a lot of smack to y'all. But I'm talking 16 days, 22 hours, 48 minutes. 16 days, 22 hours, 48 minutes. That is the ninth, right? That is right. You got sensei versus sensei. Master versus master. Sifu versus Sifu. The two, two are possibly the best that don't have a resume to back it up or validate it, but... These these guys should have been amateur rivals that fought five times as pros. Yeah. Gary Russell Jr. has got to be a little sour, though, because he was that other guy that was kind of held up there who ain't seen in a long time. Oh, that's right. I just saw him in the ring recently as, like, a trainer for his brother or something on this uh, Devin Alexander card. But this is going to be a fight where – one of the few fights where you got two chess masters who can fight with precision and won't make it boring. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Because a lot of times you see a lot of faint hesitations and nobody two wants weeks, to pull the trigger. Two weeks. December 9th. And that's just part of it because we got Billy Joe Saunders at the end of the... We got the farewell to Miguel Cotto. But this is a fight I'm looking forward to see. I don't think Lomachenko deserves that top pound for pound spot over Terrence Crawford. Not yet. But we'll see. Because they're on a crash collision course as well in such a stacked division. The tidal wave is coming, baby. Stand up and wave with me. Wave with me because it's coming. This energy transcends, and I know you love the sweet science like I do. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101. We're on Twitter, Talking Smack, and Instagram as well. Don't forget to download the Squared Circle app and tell your friends and family members about it. Even if you want to tell them we suck, just say, hey, these guys suck. Listen to how much they suck. That's still free promotion, and I'll take it. And give me some criticism. Don't Feel free to troll me at Squared Circle 101 on Gmail. What's that quote of the day? How we winning? How we sitting? Appreciate what you have before you regret losing what you lost, what you it, had. I want to tell it to everybody at the casino before they go in and place that bet. Because there's a hey, chance gonna, you can win. I'm going to end it with this t- tweet. I can't believe it's 2017 and I'm smarter than the president and hotter than the sexiest man alive and I'm still doing so poorly in life. Mm. <laughs> uh, who said that? I don't know, some random, I was tagged in this tweet. Because John Hamm is still up there. I don't know, man. John Hamm is a, you know what I'm saying? It's like... Nah, Sexiest Man Alive is your boy from The Voice. Oh, that's right. David Blake, right? David Blaine? Blaine? No, what? that's, the, that's the magician. The dude, the, he's, he's the one who's, uh, he, he's been Gwen Stefani or something like that? I don't know. He's 
banging some fine artist. Whatever. This is this is racism. It's, it's only because Trump's president is why. You know what I'm saying? You know he's not citizen of the year like my my, my unemployed homie Slappernick. But make sure you download that Squared Circle app. We got bigger, better things. You see, we're growing. We're internationally known. Get on it now, so you can say, "Yo, man, I knew them cats back when, back when before any." Y'all better hop on before we get big and forget y'all. Cause I'll do it. <laughs> man, this brother here's gonna have a huge entourage. I doubt that. Hey, <laughs> hey, my, my man, Pusha T said, "Man, so much dope, I can't swear I won't change." Hey, nothing wrong with that. Not a sellout if you can afford it. So that's how we're going to close out this show. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Cheers.